0: A loving cup! A loving
1: cup! We accept a one of us! We accept a one of us! Google
0: gobble, Google gobble! We accept her, we accept her! Google gobble, Google gobble! One of, one, one of us! One of us! One of us!
1: One of us! One hey, of us! One of us! My name is Amanda and I'm Kristen and, and we, are we are the, the extra sisters. sisters. So sit back, relax and let's get freaky. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 24 and in this episode we will be discussing the 1932 black and white talkie film Freaks and something cool about this if you even if you've never seen this before I know that most of you as horror fans have probably appreciated it if you have seen American Horror Story season 4 Freak Show because that is a callback to this movie. Absolutely or you've
0: heard the phrase yes because even in sitcoms yeah. They talk about it.
1: Exactly. And then the one of us. That one of exactly us. is in everything. Google. I had no idea where that was from. Mm-hmm. I just it just is one of those pop culture things that yes. everybody knows. And it's like one of those things where you just born with that knowledge, you know. Exactly. And it's from Freaks. Oh, I'm glad you've seen it now. Yeah, me too. And it's only about an hour long. So if you can get your hands yeah. on it to watch it. I'm not saying it is because this is not how I watched it. But it may even, because it's so old, be on platforms like YouTube for free. Yeah, I'm maybe. not sure. but I
0: know when we were looking at our movies throughout the century, yeah. there were some that were on YouTube. So it exactly. might be one
1: of them now. Yeah, especially a lot of those older ones. And this one is, like I said, black and white. But it is a talkie. But the audio is a little messy.
0: It's old and not very loved. It's not like Dracula or Frankenstein where people have Exa-
1: preserved it yeah. very well. So it's a little hard to understand. So I actually took notes, but I ended up stopping my notes because I just needed to pay attention so mm-hmm. much because I was missing some dialogue and it is because there are, so this is a circus of freaks and I'm only saying this for the, this is what they call them in the movie. Not what I'm calling them. There are two midgets. Yes. And the, the, they both have very high voices, but the man especially was a little hard to understand for me. All of his yeah. dialogue was really muddy for me because his voice is so high pitched and mm-hmm. it is just not stellar audio quality exactly. because it was the 1930s. This was, I mean, talkies hadn't even been around for that long. Because if you look at Nosferatu, which was 1921 or 22,
0: 22,
1: that was a silent film. Yes. And this is only 10 years later. yes. So, I mean, it's not like... They had huge breakthroughs, you know, so just go into it knowing that, but it's still, you still understand the story perfectly and you know exactly what's going on. So we'll do the walkthrough and talk about it, but there are, you'd be amazed how similar a lot of the characters are to Freak Show and Freaks even aesthetically. Yes. You know, they just took pretty much directly from this and created a series. Now there is no demon clown. (laughs) You don't get twisty, but you get, you know, you get
0: Frozo exactly exactly
1: (laughs) and you get the like the childlike mentality ones that you know yes um
0: the pinheads yes is what they're termed as
1: exactly so the movie opens with a basically sides show attraction drawing in people to visit it and a woman looks into a box to view something and screams and you don't really know what this is and you don't find out till the end yeah the man explains that the horror in the box was once a beautiful and talented trapeze artist and real quick i forgot to mention that even before we go into this there is something that scrolls on the screen before the movie begins Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like a disclaimer and it talks about the history of misshapen misfits and the love of beauty is a deep-seated urge that dates back to the true beginning of civilization And discussing freaks, their lot is truly a heartbreaking one. They are forced to live unnatural lives. We present a horror story of the abnormal and the unwanted, and it actually says it's sad in that, basically.
0: Right. So, actually, why is because the creator, the director, the producer, everything on this was Todd Browning, which he actually did Dracula before this. And once he did Dracula, the studio was like, You're amazing. We love you. You can literally do whatever you want. So he decided to do this. And he did this because he actually grew up in a circus.
1: Really? He grew
0: up around people like this. When he brought them to Hollywood to do this movie, he told them, he was like, go full Hollywood. People came on set with their glasses and they're so excited until they were sitting in the commissary. And, of course, normal people got upset and they built a tent for them outside in the commissary so they couldn't eat lunch in there.
1: Which is so sad. This movie, actually, there are some what we perceive now as offensive terms and things like that. And we can't even fathom just, well, we can. It's just different now because now we do it online. Yes. But just gawking and laughing at someone for being born different. Yes. So to pretend that we have moved on from that is foolish, in my opinion, because we haven't. Now we just Absolutely. do it online and ridicule people. But this was one of those you lack actually paid to gasp at these deformities and this movie does actually have a really good moral yes though so don't worry because he loved them exactly don't worry too much about This just being sad and Mm -hmm. abusive to these people because it does come out with a message that he wanted the world to hear about these people. Because like you said, he was raised with them, so he loved them. And he knew that they were just people. They just looked different.
0: Which is unfortunate because this actually ruined
1: his career. But... At least we have it. <laughs>
0: we do have it. And the only reason we do have it is actually because of cult followings of people. They wanted this to die. And people throughout the years, actually in like the 70s and 80s, brought this back. Good. something for us to watch.
1: Yeah, and that's something we should talk about at the end because there's a reason people clamored for it to be basically annihilated from pop culture. Mm-hmm. It does start with, you don't know exactly what these people are looking at, but you hear the story about how she was a beautiful woman. Her name is Cleopatra, and she's beautiful. And there is, you see, she is performing. And this couple, this little couple, the man is so enthralled by her. And he's mm-hmm. so uh, just, he can't stop looking at her. And his fiance is upset Mm -hmm. she's like you can't stop looking at her and he's like oh i only have eyes for. she's not
0: as upset as i would be though no like she's pretty calm the whole time
1: i'm kind of wondering if that's a decade kind of thing like maybe maybe she needed to be like more reserved or
0: also a like cultural thing because they have i think they're in france when they're doing this yeah and they have a lot of french speaking people and german speaking people so i'm i'm wondering if it's like a european circus
1: yeah I would, I would think so, you know, and a lot of women have to basically be silent
0: mm-hmm.
1: and not complain. And maybe that was part of it, too. I don't know. It's interesting because she does. She's just upset by it, but she just kind of brushes it off and oh, stews about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she is done performing and she comes up to Hans and is very flirtatious with him and Mm -hmm. you can tell that she's not really interested in him as like a person
0: she's just like one of those women and come on we all know one of those women yeah she's
1: just playing with him well she just and she just wants the attention she enjoys the attention So side note, you guys, we just stopped recording for about 30 minutes and just sitting and waiting because my neighbors are outside talking and it doesn't look like that that's going to end anytime soon, but they seem quiet enough to where we may be able to talk over them. So if you hear background noise, I apologize, but we really need to get this recording going. And unfortunately, we don't have a studio at the moment. So we're just going to go ahead and get through this. And I'm sorry if you hear background talking, but hopefully you won't. So Cleopatra is – we were saying she was very flirty, Um, one of those girls, like you were saying. And she just has it – has this thing for Hans. You don't really know why at first. Mm -hmm. But, of course, Hans' fiancé is super upset. And then you get this other character named Venus. And she is also a performer. She is of normal size. She is not one of the freaks, if you will, but she does love the freaks. Yes. She is not one of those because Cleopatra and there are a few other normies, if you will, that look down on them. They think that they're nasty, atrocious, second class Mm -hmm. citizens. Cleopatra is one of them. And But Venus is not. And so Hans' fiancé is talking to Venus about these problems, you know, that they're having and about Cleopatra. So you see this kind of building to a head and being a problem. So Cleopatra finds out that Hans has a sizable fortune. Right. He is wealthy and comes from wealth. And so she, of course, she's driven by money and wealth. And so she... Wants to basically seduce him and be with him and it happens so fast yes like he's just been so enamored by her
0: he was just engaged to some other woman
1: and now they're getting married yes cleopatra and hans are getting married because hans is like oh she's gonna make me happy and Mm -hmm. his fiance is like no she's not but he doesn't see anything other than her beauty and grace and like again it's just so enamored with her and Cleopatra also conspires with their the circus Hercules. If you, mm-hmm. I think his name in the movie is Hercules. Yes. It's what they call him. They decide to conspire to kill Hans to inherit his wealth. So they do have some sort of affair going on here. Yes. Between Cleopatra and Hercules. And so they're in it together where she's going to marry him, get the fortune, and then they'll be together and they'll be rich with his money mm-hmm. is what happens. And at their... Wedding reception. So they go through with this whole thing. At their wedding reception, she begins poisoning Hans' wine. But also kisses Hercules in front of him, making him look like oh, a yeah. fool. It's they, so sad. They just, like, get after it.
0: Yes. After, that's when they do the whole Google gobble yes. gobble gobble Because they're trying to, if Hans likes her and they like Hans, they're going to make her part of the team. Exactly. And she freaks.
1: Yeah, she does. So... So obviously Han sees that this affair is going on and totally the other, the freaks don't even, they're just like totally oblivious, I guess you could say. And they well, announce—they're partying, they're drinking. Exactly. They're time. They announced that they accept Cleopatra in spite of her being a normal outsider. And, of course, they hold an initiation ceremony in which that's when they pass the cup yeah, around. Which and I think is really sweet. Like, they yeah. all drink
0: from the same cup. That's their initiation. Yeah, That's
1: really cool. Yeah. And that's, you know, like you said, we get the um, we accept her, we accept her, one of us, one of us, Gobble, And so she's a bitch.
0: And <laughs> yeah. at
1: first she's, like, amused by their their freakishness i guess you could say and then she just gets pissed after hercules jokes that the freaks plan to turn her into one of them she's Mm -hmm. like i am not one of them but she just married one of them right and so she mocks them and she throws it was so sad so one of them gets up on the table to basically present the cup to her and she throws wine all over him and his face just sinks and i was like oh my god how sad is this it was just so sad to see his face and like they all looked so sad and hurt mm-hmm. and betrayed. And of course, because they I'm sure it's so I can't really imagine being uh, it in a uh, deformed, I guess, in their words. And so to find a normal person that wants to... That you think is accepting that you. That is going to not only accept that, but marry one of you yeah. regardless. And then be slapped in the face and literally have wine thrown all over you because you're a freak. Like it was just a really sad scene, but they throw it back in her face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, so anyways... Then, after she throws this wine in their face, she, like, puts her new husband up on her shoulders.
0: Yeah, and Hans is so sad. He's, like, covering his face.
1: Yeah, and she's, like, parading him around like a kid. Yeah. And I actually texted you, and I was like, so I know... I thought the premise of this was, like, they were all actually... In the circus, like in real life, but he does have such a, not even not at his size, but his face, he is so childlike. Yes. I was like, they didn't, did they use child actors for this? Which no, no. these were all
0: circus performers, yeah. and there were many of them that were on like, so a lot of freak show performers got like almost baseball card stuff. Oh yeah, when they were that important, and a lot of these were actually like had baseball cards. They were like for lack of a better for term, that world. Yes, yeah.
1: And poor Hans is humiliated and he realizes that he's been played Mm -hmm. and he realizes that he should have stayed with his fiance because his fiance tried to warn him Mm -hmm. and he is, yeah, he's absolutely beside himself and Cleopatra tries to apologize and he's like, no, you are using me. You are using me and goes into all this. But then all of a sudden he's really sick because she's been poisoning him. Yeah, And then, He is so sick that he is bedridden and Hans is starting to kind of pick up. So you see her making him all this, these drinks and spoonfuls of things.
0: She keeps like dabbing stuff in there. Yeah.
1: And Hans pretends to apologize to her and also pretends to take the medicine, but he basically grabs like a spoon and shoves it under the covers. So she can't see him not take it
0: good he figures it out fast
1: he does yeah and there's also someone they kind of have these trailers that are their homes and one of well
0: they're a caravan exactly
1: one of his people is kind of peeking in on the situation to keep tabs on things because at this point they they know and hans knows too but they especially are like she's bad news for him we need to protect him so he's been kind of watching through the window and observing what's been going on and so he knows Mm -hmm. and so he plots with the hans now that this they all know because he goes back to reports to the other freaks to they want to get revenge and they know that Cleopatra and Hercules are in on this because they've been spying on their conversations and also their lovemaking, which is kind of weird, but it cuts away from that. But <laughs> <laughs> So Hans confronts Cleopatra with three of the freaks, basically his backup, and he says, show me that bottle. all sitting in there. And so one of them's like, he's like polishing got a, a knife. knife. And the other's he's like, like
0: <gasps> got a gun, and oh yeah, yeah. they're yep. ready.
1: And she's like, um, and he's like, You need to show me the bottle of whatever she's putting, giving him. And she's like, of course, backed into a corner, essentially. Mm -hmm. And actually.
0: Literally. Yeah.
1: And so she's like, um, no. So then the Han circus wagon is overturned in this storm, giving her a chance to escape because this whole scene has played out and she realizes that... They are coming for her and yes. they have figured this They're out. They're going to
0: kill her. They're fucking pissed off.
1: Yeah. Which, at fair, she would kill him. She would Absolutely. have killed him. They, they know that she was trying to kill him, not just make him sick, not just disable him, but to actually murder him. And the circus wagon is overturned in the storm and she she bails. But they are right behind her. And at the same time, Hercules, they have this, seal, so Venus is a SEAL trainer. Mm-hmm. Venus is the one that likes them and is friends with Han's fiance. And he tries to kill her for knowing about what they're doing. And Venus's boyfriend attempts to stop Hercules. but That's is near- the clown. Yes, the clown is nearly killed before the freaks intervene and injure Hercules, saving both of them, mm-hmm. which is cool. So they're, it's kind of like they're, you know how I feel about it. It's my favorite horror movie mm-hmm. like ever. Like the Losers Club. Yeah, they band absolutely. together and that's their, those well, are mean, their people.
0: Circus folk are known for banding together and you mm-hmm. don't fuck with one of their own. So mm-hmm. don't fuck with one of their
1: own. Yeah, even from the inside.
0: Literally, they're like crawling under trailers and shit to get to you.
1: Yeah. And the freaks basically go after Hercules and you just don't see him again. So, yeah. little tidbit here. I'm sorry if you have this written down. The film's original ending had the freaks castrating him.
0: Yeah, but it was too much. I don't have it written down, but I did read that. Yeah. And they're, like, crawling to him underneath this caravan. It is pretty creepy. It is creepy. There's this dude who's basically just a torso and a head, and he's got a knife in his teeth. And you're like, what the fuck is he going to do with that? But earlier on in the movie, you had seen him. He lit a cigarette, but actually he had actually even rolled that cigarette and lit it. Yes. So if he can do that with no arms,
1: no feet, no nothing, he can stab, dude, <laughs> and cut something off. And Cleopatra, she has, she's running. And basically what this is saying is she has become a grotesque squawking human duck is what yes. they turned her into. And the flesh of her hands has been melted to look like webs, webbed feet and hands. And her legs have been cut off. And what is left of her torso has been permanently tarred and feathered. So she is the opening scene's cause for alarm. So this all came full circle. In the beginning, the people were screaming about a freak. And you find out it was somebody who tried to kill and hated the freaks. And so they made her one of them.
0: Absolutely. But it doesn't end there.
1: So the original ending basically stopped here. Mm -hmm. But the studio was like, you know, this is... Like when we were talking about some of the older movies, how they had disclaimers about this is going to be if this like Frankenstein, mm-hmm. like just beware, beware, beware. So they wanted to put in a happier ending. They didn't want to leave yeah. it off with they just turned her into a freak because that would leave a bad taste in people's mouth when they left the theater. So in the end of it, Hans is living his best life. He is living it up. He's rich as hell. and But
0: he's so unhappy. Yes. He's lonely. He turns everyone away. He won't talk to anyone.
1: And Frida was his fiance mm-hmm. and ain't. So Venus and Froso did I say that right? Froso. Froso visit and they bring Frida and Hans has that was who Hans was engaged to. And Hans basically refuses to see them, but they force their way past he has like these servants. And Frida assures Hans that she knows he tried to stop the others from exacting revenge. And Venus and her Boyfriend leave, and Frida tries to comfort Hans as he's crying, which is not like the happiest. I was gonna say, I feel
0: like that's almost sadder. I'd be like, yeah, she deserves that shit.
1: I agree, and you know, yes, he's living living it up in a mansion, but he's also just really empty and haunted by this experience. Yeah, so. It, again, it's a really short movie. That's why this is so short. There's a lot of dialogue in between of things happening here and there. But the main point of this that I think the creator was trying to get to was you're not any better for just being normal, you know? Right. And they come around to get their revenge and it all comes full circle. And she now realizes what it's like to be one of them mm-hmm. and deserves it for treating them so horribly.
0: So Hans and Frida were actually brother and sister in real life. Really? That's why the, the relationship was actually kept at such a minimum. They didn't kiss. They didn't hold hands or anything like that because they were brother and sister.
1: That would be hard to act, I think. Uh-huh. Because he still says, like, I only have eyes for you, my dear, and things like that. Mm-hmm.
0: This movie... Is actually still illegal in some parts of the U.S. It's not enforced anymore, but it's actually illegal to even watch this movie.
1: It was one of those laws that just never, like, never got
0: taken off the books.
1: Yeah. Well, and we you know we talked about the beginning that we were going to come back to this of it being banned and there being outcry, and it was because these were all quote-unquote normal people like cleopatra being attacked by these deformed monstrosities that many people didn't see as people so seeing one of their own taken down by these freaks i'm assuming is what got this on the chopping block you know
0: most of the quote-unquote freaks of the movie so the real circus people that were in this Mm -hmm. actually at one point or another expressed their disdain for this movie." They actually hated being in it, except for one, except for uh, Johnny Eck. He was the man who didn't have a bottom. Mm-hmm. Just he walked on his hands. Yeah. He actually loved it. He touted this everywhere he went. He was like, I was in that movie. He was so I proud would. of it.
1: I mean, especially, okay, this is going to seem kind of like a hip hipster of me, but especially in being something that the mainstream absolutely hated and thought was grotesque, I'd be like, hell yeah, I was in that I love that shit.
0: Exactly, right?
1: (laughs) You're not allowed to watch it. That's how good it was.
0: So Todd Browning, I talked earlier how he was actually in the circus. That's why he felt so much for these people. Yeah. He was a clown and a contortionist in the circus.
1: Ooh, your favorite contortionist. I know. That's
0: all I thought of. I was like, oh, God, okay. And uh, once again, I also talked about how he really had these freaks go Hollywood and they would wear sunglasses on set. And they actually ended up in fights on set even because they wanted, they were like, no, I'm the most important one. No, I'm the most important one of this whole movie. They were very demanding. They demanded stuff all over the set of people bring them this and all of that. And Todd Browning, he was like, do it.
1: Yeah. I enjoyed this movie. I really, it's one of those where I didn't realize how much I really enjoyed old old movies, especially old horror, until I started watching watching Over. them Frankenstein the blob creature from the black lagoon I'm so Freaks, happy to hear that um, Nosferatu uh Dracula those things that I've I watched no even, one to watch that stuff with yeah so even I'm if so happy. even if some of them we haven't done yet you and I started before the podcast was even a thought yeah. we started that list because we really are the only friends that we have in person yeah like I have a, a lot of friends that like horror but not that are just like right with me mm-hmm that really love that and so we were like well let's do this list a hundred of the best series movies according to rotten tomatoes which basically yeah. goes back to when horror film cinema started yes so we watched the cabinet of dr caligari we so many
0: silent films that were so good yeah that was a great one
1: yeah it was and so it's cool to see horror and have such a mix of what we're doing because it's not like we're just doing like you know, let's just do the 60s through now, yeah. which is when horror really was on the come up. But there were so many good, creepy, scary things, which is cool, because if you think about how back folklore and scary stories go back, I mean, it's ingrained in our history from probably the beginning, exactly. whether it was to scare children into behaving or to explain something that was unexplainable or... Or just to, we're humans and we like adrenaline. Absolutely. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's cool to see these older movies and the takes that they have on things and the way that culture has shifted and things have become politically incorrect that weren't, like, even just the terms they were using in this movie. Like, you don't just walk around saying the midget over there. Right. That's you offensive. You literally
0: could not remake this movie. No. Like, there's so many things we can and do remake. This is not something I that mean, will ever be on the list. even
1: Freak Show was still... God, riding the line, you know. And that
0: only worked out because we didn't use real, quote-unquote, freaks. Yeah. We used people that we put in costumes and made it look as close as possible.
1: Exactly. So it's really cool to see the evolution of horror and how these creators, directors, producers, actors did these things for the audience that they had. Mm -hmm. So it's it's I really appreciate it a lot.
0: And we're lucky that Todd Browning had just done Dracula and he was given the all okay to do whatever he wanted yeah but otherwise we still wouldn't have this
1: right exactly
0: i mean i keep doing this lately but i love all these movies and this this is definitely a classic that we definitely need to have in the world i think and i'm glad we do and i give it a five absolutely i'd
1: give it a four <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna smack me one day he's no be like, give uh, something uh, a five no
0: no i'm I give a lot of fives because I'm such a movie person that I just love so many movies that it's hard to say "Mm," on some. It's hard
1: to find, like, those faults. So yours
0: are probably truer opinions on movies than mine.
1: Well, it's just, you know... There was a lot of time because we really cut a lot out of the scene by scene walkthrough. There were Siamese twins and one was getting married and it kind of goes into how you can kind of see that they have this share the same physical responses to things. There were a lot of conversations on the side, but just like the meat of this movie, if you will, is just about this. Plot and revenge, and yeah. this moral. And so there was a lot cut out. But, you know, and not that that dialogue is bad, it was just really difficult to hear. And sometimes the older movies are a little more difficult to put together to make a cohesive mm-hmm. stretch, if you will. Yeah. um The storytelling is a little bit more abrupt. But maybe that's just because they didn't need to fluff it like they need to fluff things now to keep people's attention right. i i don't know but it was still a very good movie and it's definitely one that i will watch again if we ever stop doing this podcast for example this is one that i would still watch it still continue this regardless yeah. exactly so yeah i'd say four out of five So we have a Haunted Happy Hour coming up that we are really excited about because you actually have a story for this one coming up.
0: I do. I do have a story for this one. I
1: do not, but I can research them. And (laughs) also, since I don't have a story, you guys can help me have some stories to tell if you would send them in. Um, If you have ever had any near-death experiences, I'm not going to tell yours, but you have had something Mm -hmm. um, that you experienced when that happened. Uh, So if you've been in like a coma or almost died, seen your life flash before your eyes, anything in that realm, or you even feel like you were almost about to die like you you know any anything any of your perception and interpretation of that however it may be email it to us our email is the exorcisters at gmail.com again the exorcisters is the exorcist with an ers super easy (laughs) send that in you can find us on facebook you can also dm us on facebook instagram twitter facebook and instagram are the Extra Sisters podcast twitter is just at the Extra Sisters. you can also find all of our podcast episodes reviews ratings blog posts on our website at www.exorcisters.com
0: and next time you'll wish it was only make-believe till then stay creepy